Hey guys, welcome back to the Gracemate podcast where I share all my personal stories and reflect on how God's grace has kept me through it all. I'm your host, Stephanie Porter Brown, and you can head over to stephanieporterbrown.com slash podcast to keep up with me and all things Grace Made. So let's jump right into today's episode. We're talking about the one time I didn't like going to church. Now listen, I grew up in the church. I think I remember as early as maybe fifth or sixth grade, um, my family started to go to church on a regular basis. And pretty much I began to like going to church. I, I, I did like going to church. I'm not even going to lie. I think I like the social aspect of it. As a uh, preteen, I praise danced and I was in the choir and I did other like youth ministry things, but I enjoyed it. I got to see my friends, make new friends. Um, you know, it, it was fun for me, but there came a time where I wasn't really banging with the church like that. And so I I've gone to the same church since I'm gonna say about sixth grade and my whole family goes to the same church so by the time I got around like 19 I just was like oh I don't know if if this is for me but things happen and so here are a few reasons why I wasn't banging with church and I didn't like to go so like I said around 19 is when I got kind of iffy about going to church. Now, I just want to make it clear, like nobody in the church did anything personal to me. I wasn't like hurt by anyone in the church. There wasn't any big scandal going on. It was more so my personal perception of my life at the time that kind of led me away from going to church. So at 19, I am now home from college. I am not going back to college for my second year. So I am embarrassed. I think that's the perfect word. I'm embarrassed. I'm not going back sophomore year with all of my friends. I'm kind of in this weird space of I had a little bit of freedom down in North Carolina and now I'm back home. And it's like, yeah, when you go off to college and then come back home, you're not grown. You still got to abide by the rules of the house. And so there was like this internal conflict of me wanting to do my own thing, but still wanting to be respectful of the rules that were in my house. And one of those conflicts was was going to church I felt like I'm 19 I can decide about my faith right if I go to hell that's on me you don't got to worry about it no more and that was kind of like my attitude I didn't stop believing in the gospel or God or Jesus or I was kind of at this weird crossroads in life and I didn't know what direction my life was going to take. So the first reason I was really like, "Mm, I'm good on church is because I didn't want people talking to me. I did not want to explain why I didn't go back to college my sophomore year, the older I got, because let me tell you, this phase of me not banging with the church, it was like mm, a good five, six years. So it started off with me not wanting to talk about why I wasn't in college anymore and I didn't want to talk about the jobs that I was bouncing between and I didn't want to talk about the relationships and I didn't want to reminisce on my glory days being in youth ministry I just didn't want people talking to me and I really did not 
want to talk to people. And my family, they, they're pretty popping. So it's kind of hard for me to fly under the radar in certain places. And church was, was one of them. So I knew if I went to church regularly, people was going to be all in my business. And so the second reason why I didn't want to go to church is because I did not want to answer the question, why haven't you been coming to church? Like for all my saints and ain'ts out there, please know that is the last question someone who hasn't been to church in a while wants to hear. They do not want you asking them, why haven't you been to church? And I, my answer was simple. I didn't want to. And again, I'm 19, 20, 21. Like that's my business. Don't be all up in my business. I'm not the same 12 year old girl who was twirling praise dance flags. I don't have to know. I don't, I don't want to be here. And, um, I felt like one time I did go to church. It was probably like Easter or like a Christmas service. Cause you know, if you grow up in church, there's just certain services you got to be at, like just to check in and make sure like, God, we still good. So it was like this one Sunday and I'm like, I made it out. Nobody's talking to me. Nobody's asking me any questions. And then I get like to the parking lot and somebody spots me in the parking lot. I'm like, Hey, how you been? This is my first time seeing you in like seven months. I'm like, why, why are you counting? Like, mm, I just, uh-uh, I do not like that question. And so the third reason why I was good on church is because I didn't feel like it was for me. I just felt like I had been through, okay, and y'all, like I'm 19, 20, 21. I'm, I'm an adult, but I'm far from grown. Let, let me just make that clear. But I didn't feel like the church was for me. Like I had been through some breakups, some life situations, you know, some disappointments, some setbacks. And I just didn't feel like my church at the time was speaking to my issues as the person who I was, like as a young adult. And so, like I said before, I grew up um, on the praise team in leadership, doing all the youth activities that they offered. And we had a lot of youth activities going on. And so it was like, when I became a young adult, I was just lost in the church. Like I didn't know any next steps. Like I didn't know how to get involved. It's like everything was either for high schoolers or the young adult ministry, but they were like adults, adults, not like 19 and 20. So I just didn't feel like I had anywhere to belong so that was I that was something that I dealt with for a long time. I mean, for most of my early 20s, I I didn't go to church. So it was a very serious feeling of me feeling like I didn't belong or I didn't know where I fit in or it was just very weird. And so I didn't really know any next steps about the church by the time I became an adult. Like I had more questions. I wanted to know more about like the leadership structure and leadership classes. But I guess we had like these classes called like master classes back in church uh, that would, I guess it was like based on discipleship. So that would like help you learn the Bible and help you just become equipped to be a better Christian. But again, at 20 years old, living my life, I just didn't feel like those classes spoke to where I was in my walk. Like I was barely knowing where Noah's Ark was in the Bible and knowing about uh, Pentecost and all of that. Like I grew up in the church, but I don't feel like 
I was like a Bible banger and quoting verses and, you know, spitting theology like nah. So by the time I became a young adult, I wanted to know more, but I didn't necessarily know um, what that more was. So, again, I just didn't feel like the church was for me. And I mean, I feel like a lot of people feel like that. But my last reason why I, f- I just was just over church is because I was scared. Listen, I feel like I've lived a very colorful life. You know, I've I've experienced some things, seen some things, whether it's been like from my own personal experience or just like seeing my friends and family just kind of live out their lives. Like you, you learn a lot, you see a lot, and it begins to shape your perception of yourself, perception of life, and, and even to the point where sometimes it can shape your perception of God if people disappoint you enough or hurt you enough you feel like God like why did you let this happen and you start to question his authority question his character and all those certain things and like when you get to that point or when I got to that point I was just like yeah I'm good but honestly one of the main reasons why I isolated myself from going to church and kind of like cut off my relationship with Jesus like I still believed in him but girl, we won't talk in. (laughs) It's because I was scared. I didn't know if my lifestyle was appropriate for Jesus. Like I didn't know if it was okay for me to pray and go to the club or pray and read my Bible and stay the night at my boyfriend's house and have premarital sex. I didn't know if it was okay for me to sing like Fred Hammond and the Clark sisters, but turn on future <laughs> the hour after. So like, I just didn't know if if God was okay with, with my lifestyle. I didn't know how to bring my full self to him. And I really attribute that to me just kind of like losing my relationship and not... Um, and not praying and letting and letting him guide me but I was scared I didn't know what I was doing like I, like I said I was out here trying to figure this out and so yeah like those are pretty much the main reasons why I didn't like going to church I didn't want to talk about church I just want I didn't want to have anything to do with it if if I'm honest but I said all of this to say I felt ashamed to go to church because I was living reckless. Now, I think people like to compare their shortcomings and wrongdoings and setbacks and disappointments and lifestyles to each other, right? Well, at least I'm not pregnant. At least I'm not on drugs. At least I'm not doing A, B, C, or D. And it's like how how can I compare and so I didn't know if my lifestyle like like held up like I wasn't out here wilding but I in the back of my mind I knew some of the choices that I was making um, didn't set well with God and so I just pushed them into the back of my mind so I didn't have to think about it If there's one thing I know is that Christianity comes with accountability. Having a relationship with Jesus comes with accountability. And I did not want that type of accountability at this point in my life. Yes, between 19 and 25, maybe 24, I started to get it together. But, you know, between that time period, I just I just wanted to figure it out. 
Like, I just wanted to to try things, make mistakes, go by my own plans, and not surrender things to God's authority. And so that feeling of being ashamed is ultimately what kept me from going to church. So I want to share a few things that I have learned about shame in my life. And so before I jump into like kind of like my bullet points, like let's talk about what shame is. So shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Yo, so believing shame Shame is a real feeling, right? So you do something and you're like, oh man, I messed up. I don't want to show my face. Like I don't belong here. Whoop de whoop. But there's a point where mentally we can snap out of that. We can stop believing these feelings of being ashamed. Um, And so it's like really just feeling like I'm not good enough. And when in all actuality, you are. So the first point that I want to make about shame is that it's nothing new. When I was going through my little season, I thought that I was the only person feeling like this. And looking back, I I wasn't. But none of my friends, we weren't having these conversations. We weren't talking about why we weren't going to church regularly. I mean, we're we're in college. We're young adults. Like, you know, God knows my heart. Whoop-de-whoop. Like, let's just keep turning up. And... We weren't having these conversations. We weren't talking about how we were feeling conflicted with some of the decisions that we were making. And so I wasn't going to be the one to bring up the conversation. Like, I won't finna do that. So I just assumed it was just me. And the older I got, I realized that no one is perfect and everyone has dealt with some type of shame in their life. And so how I started to just kind of unpack all of these feelings is when I really started to to get into my Bible. And I'm a type of person where I like a good story. So when I got heavy into reading my Bible, I started reading in Genesis, which can be a little heavy. But what Genesis taught me is that I wasn't the only person who messed up in life. And if we take a look at our homies, Adam and Eve, they knew a thing or two about shame. I mean, because it's all through Genesis chapter three. And so this is my little like porter paraphrase of Genesis chapter three. So Adam and Eve sinned. They ate the apple. Boom. And so now sin has entered the world. They immediately knew that they were naked. And Genesis 3, 7 says, at the moment their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Listen, Adam and Eve messed up. I mean, they messed up really bad, but I'm not going to dive into that right now. But what they, oh, how they really went wrong is when they tried to fix the problem themselves instead of going to God about it. And that is what I was doing for five years of my life. I was trying to fix problems that only God could solve. I mean, I was going around in circles, y'all, on a hamster wheel. I feel like I was getting the same test after test after test, and I kept failing the test of life until I realized that I need to just kind of give this give this thing up. Once I understood that 
everyone makes mistakes, it became a little better for me to really let go of the the things that I was ashamed of. And so my second point that I want to make about shame is that shame leads to other negative emotions. Fear, doubt, worry, and guilt are just just to name a few. And I really want to focus in on fear because fear fear be lying like fear is the kicker here right because if you let your fear fester it will begin to paralyze you and so just like Adam and Eve I was afraid of the shame that was associated with my sins and so just like them I tried to hide it I was afraid of what I thought people might say I was afraid of what could happen and of course this is all in my head right so none of this is reality I'm really making all of this up and honestly using these things as excuses of not to check myself and move forward in life and so I came to understand that sin separates me from God and shame is a feeling caused by my awareness of sin and Like I said before, when I mess up, I try to cover it up. But the more I hide and and run from a situation or try to put a Band-Aid on top of it, the worse things become. Like I'm really not solving any problems. Again, I'm just running around in circles. And so, yeah. And now that I'm sitting here and just kind of reflecting on some of the reasons that I had of not going to church and kind of like letting this feeling of shame and fear fester it was stupid for me to let what I thought people may say about me prevent me from growing my relationship with the Lord like what but sometimes you just gotta go through things and live life and learn the hard way (laughs) to get on the other side of it So we talked about shame not being anything new and how shame leads to other negative emotions like fear. And so the last thing that shame taught me was that I am worthy of forgiveness. I think for a long time, I just associated forgiveness with something that like God gives when we confess our sins um, and he forgives us, wipes a clean slate. But I didn't necessarily associate that concept with something that I could do for myself. I think I had just gotten so lost and probably around like 2014, I had hit rock bottom and I I didn't really know where to turn. And so I had one of those like in in the middle of the night prayer cries where, you know, you just crying and just calling out to God and you just need him to do something right. You just need him to just help you. And so I was asking God for help and um, asking him to forgive me, but I wasn't extending that same grace to myself. I have taken that concept with me ever since when I make a mistake or I'm just in a bad mood or cut somebody out on the road. <laughs> but I just I just forgive myself. I give myself grace to just acknowledge that I have done wrong and move forward. I don't have to let these feelings fester. I don't have to let it turn into shame. I don't let it I don't have to let it turn into guilt or you know, start to build my anxiety because I am worthy of forgiveness. I am worthy of forgiveness. And that's just point blank, period. 
And so, yes, I want you to know that you are worthy of forgiveness. If you pray and just confess what you've done, like it doesn't even have to be anything deep. God will forgive you. If you begin to get real with yourself, show yourself some grace. You are not too far to ever extend yourself some grace. So with one last thought, y'all, that one time I didn't feel like going to church, that was a season that lasted for years. And it wasn't until I kind of came on the other side of that, that I saw any type of value with me going through that season. And if I'm being honest, I'm proud of myself for not giving up on my relationship with Jesus, because I've come to learn that that is what life is all about. I kept going, even though I took some lefts and rights and some wrong turns. I'm just so thankful that God guided me back to his path. So I want to leave you with this verse. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Listen, it's okay. Things happen, but Jesus paid the price. So get into it. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Grace Made podcast. If you want to know more about me and the podcast, you can head over to stephanieporterbrown.com slash podcasts for show notes and other goodies. As always, be blessed.